the FSPMA is one of the most valuable return on your dollar type conferences that are in the state of it, state of Florida for the educational um, system. What does the cleaning industry really talk about? Beyond Clean with Ace is a podcast to explore just that. Now in its sixth season, Beyond Clean with Ace has hosted hundreds of influencers from around the globe. Listen to people who are excited about providing healthy, positive, and proactive information. Share their experiences, passions, and helpful tips. Now let's join our host, Dave Thompson, Director for the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, as he speaks with yet another leading influencer from our industry. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being uh, a part of this podcast today. We're here to talk about anything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. You know, many times that goes beyond just cleaning toilets, washing windows, and oh, you know, all just, just that stuff that's uh, plain facility maintenance. I'm Dave Thompson. I'm your host today, and we're talking today with Mark Coco. He is the safety manager for Martin County School District in Jupiter, Florida, and he is president of the Florida School Plant Manager Association. Welcome, Mark. Uh, thank you, Dave. Uh, glad to be here. Well, you know, this is your first time with us today, so why don't we let the audience uh, hear from you uh, a little bit more than just uh, what you do? Okay. Um, well, I've been uh, been here for 22 years, and I've gone. Um, I get very involved in all aspects of the school district, so because what I do has you know, far reaching tentacles, if you will. And, uh, but as a result of that, I was very interested early on in the Florida School Plant Management Association. And uh, so I was, became a member and a few years later, I became president in 09. And then um, I saw some things that I thought I could help with. So we just, you know, started doing different changes and trying to grow our organization so that we could, you know, be of value to the operational staff. Yeah, I was looking on uh, uh, something here recently. I, you know, the Florida School Plant Management Association is 60 years old. At least, yeah. It's uh, um, probably 62 or 3. We really haven't updated that part of it because we haven't had our conference in the last two years because of COVID. You know, I, I think about that. I'm like, you know, I'm looking at those over 60 years myself right now, so I feel <laughs> the age. Right, me too. I'm with you. I, I'm sure that there's a lot of our listeners that are. Um, you know, whenever you talk about the, the association, what drives an association i mean you know what what keeps it going well we we have a very dedicated people who uh also just like me see the value in uh, providing continuing education and training for the people that are in the trenches if you will um you know there's organizations for teachers and superintendents and uh educational uh, and at a spectrum in, in a, any school district. And um, we 
kind of, we actually target all the operational people, whether it's the custodial staff, safety, fire inspectors, uh, facilities, uh, maintenance. So we, we try to target those people because they too need the same kind of continuing education so that they're aware of the new trends, the new safer products that are out there, the, the better way to do it to save not only time but money uh, so, that, uh, so that we can always do more with less as we have been for, you know, for years and years. Now, folks, if you're listening today, um, what Mark and I are talking about is the uh, Florida Plant Managers Management Association Conference. Uh, this year, it's Responding to Challenges. I, th I think that's an interesting title for this year. <laughs> yeah, um, that was really um, my, you know, when, as a president, you get to pick the theme. So <laughs> our... our, our our theme became that because because of COVID, because we had so many challenges from the operational side of it. Uh, education had theirs, of course. Uh, you know, they had to do live streaming or whatever school districts did throughout the country. And um, but we also, when we did come back to school, we had to look at different cleaning procedures, more. Um, uh, different chemicals, using them more often, making sure that we were keeping the ventilation on and increasing the ventilation, changing the uh, filters from um, one type of filter to a more dense filter so that we could try to mitigate any spread of COVID. And, and those were really rooted us into responding to the challenges that we have when it comes to that because we had different clinics we had to add another clinic for you know somebody would show up sick if they showed signs of covid so there was you know what to do in a cafeteria because now there's still you know a lot of people in the cafeteria and how far we space them out so there was huge challenges that became kind of the the uh the normal well, and I think that what we all learned is what I've always said all along on this, Mark, is, you know, the, these pathogens that we're talking about, which is COVID right now, uh, none of these go away. We should have been paying attention to all of this and responding much sooner than we did. Yes. And, and you know, <clears throat> when you're when you're at a school district, it's harder to do that because if if the government or the state isn't doing that, then we have to um, play catch up. Whereas, you know, when you come right down to it, <clears throat> the cleaning procedures and, and those type of things aren't any different than what we've been doing in the past or should have been doing in the past. Mm. Oh, there, but, there's your key word, Mark, on that should have been doing, I think. That's the key. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So when you when you get into that situation, <clears throat> you just have to look at what your options are and and expand on them or contract them or whatever you have to do to end up where you need to be. And, um, you know, that came at the same time when, you know, a lot of people weren't showing up for work or they just didn't want to work because they were afraid of COVID. So, 
you know, we're doing less, doing those things with even less staff. So, you know, there was a pl- plenty of those challenges. Well, COVID's over now. We don't have to worry about all that anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> but I think this was a growing, it, it, you know, I know you're saying that sarcastically, but I think this is a, there's a <laughs> thank growing. You, thank you. Thank you for picking that up. I appreciate yeah, that. This is a growing um portion for us because we realized what we really can do and and really how important that cleaning process is and what we can do as a team to mitigate everything that we can and and you know not go overboard but also be reasonable about what you're doing and try to be effective in the same manner. I think what a lot of people learn, Mark, is that this isn't cleaning is not just a chemical that we're using. This this covers a whole lot more because as we went through that uh, learning curve, I would say, people realized that this wasn't all what's on the surface. This is what was in the air. So the, you mentioned, you know, air filters and stuff like that. And that's why the conference is going to cover the challenges more than just what might people think when they talk about cleaning is, uh, just what we do with a chemical. Right. Early on, I was a huge advocate of <clears throat> the uh, ventilation changes and, and because I do indoor air quality. Mm-hmm. So I'm well aware of, of a lot of the issues, but I'd been reading articles early on in the COVID um, about people that were talking with the uh, World Health Organization. And uh, <clears throat> they were saying that this is not your typical virus that we've seen in the past and that it is strictly airborne. Well, the you know, CDC and who they weren't, you know, they really tried to really get that early on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> when it finally became obvious and apparent, um, now the rules changed. So <laughs> we were fortunate. We had people that were, uh, looking at those things up front with me and we were kind of prepared for it. So we had a lot of the things that we wanted. Um, although, you know, um, up, you know, before, the, before everything really broke out, we saw it kind of coming, but we still got hit hard. I mean, we didn't, we didn't prepare for everything. So I, I think what you're doing is you're talking about the school district where you're at. What about the whole state of Florida and all of the schools? Well, the whole state of Florida, um, you know, I think it was March 22nd is when pretty much everything, all the schools shut down. And then, um, you know, what happened in the interim was how how do we educate our students? And of course, that's what we're here for, you uh-huh. know, making sure that the students have a safe environment in which to learn. So, you know, we didn't know how long it was going to be that we weren't going to be back at school, but uh, the the state decided, hey, we're starting school in August. We uh, we were past the biggest first wave, um, but people that know uh, viruses know that when we have a pandemic type thing, there, there's wave after wave of these things. So we had to be prepared for in school learning and out of school learning and how we were going to deal with those things uh, as they came. So we had people um, 
We had students who were learning from home. We had students who were learning while they were in school. Um, but we had a, so many different challenges when it came to what are we doing for the students that show up. So it was a, like I said, it was a learn on, learn on a run. You, you had to just uh, grab your, uh, grab yourself by the seat of your pants and just run and figure out what the best approach was. So, folks, if you're listening today, we appreciate that. We are streaming live here on Podbean Live, so we appreciate if you come on and, and off. If you want to say something, please uh, put it in the notes there. We might have you on the air with us. Um, the conference is going to be September the 12th through the 14th at the Doubletree Hilton uh, here in Orlando. It says everything you need to know all in one place. So I am assuming that we're not talking about just this year, as you're talking, Mark, we're talking about what are we challenges for 23? Wow. Yeah. Um, well, for the ones that the ones that we uh, are having now is really uh, from what I can see is the attraction to get people to be in the operations side of it, whether they're maintenance workers or custodians or uh, safety personnel like me. Uh, you know, school districts aren't notoriously known, particularly in Florida, for uh, having high wages. But uh, that's where you need to find some of your more dedicated people to do the things that you really need to have go on and, and get done. So our challenges, I think, really are trying to make sure that we have the staff to um, – maintain our schools and keep them safe for the students. You know, folks, what I want to tell you is, is since uh, Mark opened it up here a little bit for me, um, uh, the Academy of Cleaning Excellence is going to be presenting uh, different classes all day. Uh, one of the days there at the conference, and I think we're starting the day off with our Rockstar Custodian Program. And this is recognizing the nine personality traits of a Rockstar Custodian and, and Mark, it goes to exactly what you're saying here is recognizing people that really stand out in the industry. They're not just here for the hourly wage. They're here to make an impact. Exactly. You know, uh, and, it, and it goes the whole gambit. We have, you know, the food service workers. It's this whole, it's a whole thing We're we're here, you know, um, one of the things I tell people about job interviews, if they do want to work for the school district is, one thing you need to say is it's all about the children. We're here to make sure that they have a safe and healthy learning environment. And, and that's what we should be striving for all along. The, the pay scale, there are certain things that you can do to affect um, attraction, uh, attracting those, uh, those workers. Um, the blue collar workers, as we typically want to call them, but you know, I like to I like to say, like you said, these are these people were the rock stars because if we didn't have bus drivers getting them to school, we didn't have custodians cleaning the school, um, we'd have a we'd have either kids not in school or sick all the time. So the people that do this type of work are, to me, the all stars and the rock stars in doing this. Um, because of they just want to do it. Just not yeah, just was, a paycheck. 
I, I was talking to another gentleman um, uh, at uh, uh, Flagler's County Schools and uh, in facility management, and he was talking about this summer about all of the different facility management issues that are going on. And, and of course, you mentioned before we got on the air here at the end of the month and the first part of the fiscal year, and he was challenged with getting all the POs done and everything. And then he flipped over to, we don't even have all the materials to get set up uh, that we need to for the summer to get ready for the new school year. And now here you're talking about, we don't even have enough people to do the job. Right. It's, it's, they, and, and he is right. Uh, we have that situation as well. You know, uh, depending on the school district, you know, we, we had summer school. Um, in fact, summer school is over this week, the end of this week. And um, we start school on August 10th. So there are schools, not, not every school, but there are schools out there that we have just in this county where you have six weeks. Well, really four and a half weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, you got the holiday coming in there. <laughs> well, well, you also have teachers returning early, earlier. Oh, gosh. Um, so now you have to have your school up and ready to go before school starts. And, you know, if, if that doesn't happen, you will hear from them, from the parents and, and the <laughs> staff that their rooms aren't ready or the school doesn't look right. So, you know, we're doing it again with less staff. And we're trying to, you know, squeeze five pounds into a one-pound bag, if you will. <laughs> you know, Mark, let's talk more about the conference. And you say these challenges that we're mentioning here, folks. Um, when it comes to what what drives a conference, I believe, are the different vendors that bring solutions or, or ideas or concepts uh, thought processes to those those issues, right? And and the vendors, you know, they are whether they realize it or not, they are the heartbeat of our conference. Uh, how how they go is how we go. Um, if they have the products that uh, that are worth using in schools and can be used in schools, you know, we we want we want to hear from them. We want to help. We want to help them as um, to help us, if you will, to get this, these products and um, materials into our schools so that we can do it better, do it faster, hopefully less expensive. Um, but, you know, again, money is, isn't always the bellwether, but it is a consideration. But the vendors... They come and, you know, they spend their time there. They donate money. They donate their uh, products. And and they, they just do such a bang-up job for us that, uh, and of course, most conferences, you can't do it without the vendors. They're the ones that are literally paying the hotel bill. But when it comes to um, what they can provide to the school districts, that's where we can help them help us. And we, we really want to get their, their products out there. We want them to, you know, succeed just like, uh, and because when they succeed, then we can succeed and they're going to improve their products as we go. Um, so 
every every advance they make should be something that helps us advance and make our jobs easier and better and um, and in the future. So one of the things that we're going to be doing here at Beyond Clean, the podcast that you're listening to today, is that uh, we are going to be podcasting from the conference uh, live uh, from September the 12th through the 14th, different times, different places. But, you know, without the facility managers talking to us on this, Mark, how do the vendors know? Well, how do they know that about the podcast? Well, about the podcast, or I'm, I'm talking about what the challenges are, how to help. I mean, this, and that's the reason for a podcast, just like what we're doing today, Mark, is open conversation. We've got to have that communication between everybody. Right. And and that's that's one of the hardest things for us is the, to get our, the word out for not only the conference, but what ven- what the vendors can do to help us. The, um, the conference, we have 60 seven counties in Florida and we don't get, we don't get attendance from every one of them, but we want to get the word out so that they know that there is a, um, a source for them to come to, um, and look for solutions of the problems they have. And, and we, we hit a lot of different topics and, uh, types of tracks of, of training, uh, with products as well that, that can really help a school district out and to get that message out is one of our challenges because we don't have a database for um, the plant manager at a specific school in orange county we just don't have that access if we don't have somebody on the board that is in that county then we may never find out that person's name okay so mark you just opened it up for me again Hey, and I'm going to take the door whenever you open it up. If you're listening to this podcast, folks, and you're in the state of Florida and you're connected to a school for facility management or you're a vendor that's going to be at the conference, here is your opportunity to talk. So let's communicate. That's what the podcast is all about. So, you know, if you can't get to the conference, like Mark said, uh, here's your chance to come on and say, hey, this is my issues. This is what I want to talk about. This is my challenge for this year. And if you're a vendor and you have a solution and you've heard it on the podcast, well, come on and let's talk about it. Yep. How's that? You're welcome. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Gosh, I know, couldn't set that one up any better than if you, if I'd have scripted that, Mark. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, that was unintentional, but I'm glad I did it. The, you know, one of the things that I always tell, uh, when I talk to other people from other school districts or, and I try to tell them that the FSPMA is one of the most valuable return on your dollar type conferences that are in the state of it, state of Florida for the educational, um, system because we don't charge a lot for our conference. We don't charge the vendors exorbitant numbers for their, their booths. Um, we just want to be a value with, uh, for every aspect of what we do, not only the topics that we offer, but the cost to both vendors and attendees. 
Well, I'm thinking that by this time of the year, you're full. Full of the vendors? They're sold out. Uh, I, we're, we're closing in, but we're not quite there. Okay, so uh, that's on the vendor side. Uh, yep. are, are you anticipating, I mean, do you feel like you've got a good attendance from uh, school districts or is that too far out? It's too far out because, uh, like you said earlier, our budget year starts July 1st. Uh -huh. when our fiscal year starts. And um, what happens is a lot of the funding for schools and departments doesn't come out. And the money isn't really available, if you will, for till about the first week of August. Mm. So we have, you know, we have a lot of people coming to the, or signing up for the conference, you know, from the third week of July through, heck, the day of the conference. And some of them are walk-ins. So is there anticipation of a large turnout because we haven't had the conference live and in person for a while? Uh, yeah. There is an anticipation <laughs> for that. Yeah. Gosh, that was a long drawn out breath yeah. there, Mark. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, the more the merrier, of course, we of will course. take, we'll take as many as we can get. Um, but typically we're, we average around 300 to 350 attendees. Um, some years it drops off a little bit, but, you know, I think it's because of the different tracks of programming that we've offered over the last 10 or 12 years that has changed a lot of that because we were stuck around 200 attendees, 225 for a long time. We just couldn't break that, that barrier. So hopefully we're getting the word out a little bit more. I've been doing, um, some, um, advertising, if you will, trying to get other school districts interested in the FSPMA. We're always looking for new board members that can, you know, look at a different way. Like I said, I'm old and I don't, I don't know a lot of the easy way, easier ways to get the word out. Podcast is one of them. I'm glad you were able to offer this because, uh, we want to, we want to get our name out there. We want to, we want to make sure that the school districts know that we do exist and that we can help them. Well, I'm glad that you gave us the opportunity. And folks, we're very glad that Mark is part of the show today. Um, it's not easy being the first time on a podcast. I'm assuming this is your first time. Yes, it is. Okay. So it's not that difficult, is it? No, no. It was just knowing which button to press. And then once you get on here, folks, it's just a conversation, as you can tell with Mark and I today. It's unscripted. We just kind of go with the flow. Uh, you know, one of the things I kind of want to mention, because it's, you know, kind of one of the things hitting the cleaning news here lately, is um, if you're in a school, I'm sure you've heard about this, folks, about the mix-up in the chemical where kids actually drank floor sealant instead of milk and you know this goes to one of the courses that we have here at the academy on msd sheets or sds sheets and and hazard uh chemicals and handling stuff you know it's hard to get people to come and listen to a course that they already think they know everything they need to know oh 
by far. Um, you know, uh, we have so many different offerings. And when you talk about safety data sheets, you know, I've been in safety for a long time, since 1981. Mm. And, uh, you know, one of the one of the hardest courses to me to ever make exciting was hazard communications. <laughs> and uh, so when and I, w- I was there at the beginning when it first came out. So, you know, there was a lot of learning. There was a lot of like, why is that that way? But, you know, people the when they when they see something like that and um you can see that the solution is usually pretty simple mm-hmm. but you want to got to wonder why why it got to that point where you're mistaking something that is a chemical for something that is a you know a staple in life if you will but you know what you know we offer we have um the the state of Florida has in a DOE requirements. It's called state requirements for educational facilities, and everybody calls it SREF. But we have different um, issues that 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 standard talks about, and it all resolve revolves around the the integrity and safety of a school. Um, in there, it talks about safety people, and they need to be. Um, uh, competent in what, why they're inspecting, what they're inspecting, and knowing what they're inspecting. So we developed, uh, with the DOE backing, um, a safety casualty and safety inspector certification course, just like we did a, a, a custodial certification course. So these courses, these tracks, all allow us to provide the basic um, and sometimes advanced um, safety and custodial classes that you can you can imagine so um, <clears throat> just getting the job in a school district doesn't meet doesn't make you an expert um, and even being in it as long as I have I don't feel that I'm an expert in in everything I deal with and if I don't know the answer, I know where to go, and the FSPMA is one of those one of those methods. You know, folks, I think what we're talking about here, it, it, when you talk about education, and I just posted this recently, is by the time that you realize you need it, you should have already had it. <laughs> so true. So and, true. And it's so hard to get people to take educational courses. And I think this is one of the things that you're talking about the conference, a large part other than the vendors is the educational tracks that you're going to have. Um, do you have kind of an idea of, of those tracks? Is that all concrete now? Uh, oh, the tracks. Yeah, we have, again, we have a safety track where, you know, um, our department of education rep comes and teaches. Um, she travels throughout the state and, uh, she, um, I can't say enough about her. Her name's Annabelle Wright, and she she's been with the in the school system for a long, long time. But uh, she's amazing, and she provides you know your basic OSHA type stuff, if you will. Um, you know, different courses in groundskeeping, safety. Uh, we have a lot of golf carts on 
on um, campus. So there's there's specific rules for that that we we need to follow. Um, then there's a facilities track where it talks about basically if you want to either build or remodel or um, a, a school or a classroom or whatever, there's specific rules that you have to know. And when you, it has to do with student capacities and all that stuff. So that's a facilities track. And it basically talks really about how you're going to build a school and what it should be like. Um, we have maintenance track um, where it's, you know, the plumbing, the electrical, the uh, painting, whatever, what have you, uh, any portion of it, of a school district that you would, you could uh, run across. Now we don't cover those all one year, but you know, we, we pick hot topics and go with that. Then there's fire safety. You, if you're a fire inspector, you have to ma maintain um, CEUs and uh, we give those. There's a, uh, um, there's also grounds, you know, it's not just cutting grass. It's learning how to do that. <laughs> you know, it's also, it's also uh, wildlife. So we also partner with the university of Florida and other vendors who come in and provide their expertise on, you know, this year we're talking about bats and foxes and coyotes and what to do with batteries and, uh, burrowing owls and, you name it. We, we there's just so many things that are outside of school that the man the matter in, you know, and then with the active shooter stuff, we have experts in the field come and talk to us about types of um, things we should looking at to not only uh, prevent, but also um, react and respond and follow up on a, any type of um crisis that might occur and it just doesn't stop at active shooter that could be hurricanes that could be uh, whatever and, and we do get our share of hurricanes here so and then and lastly and not least of course is the custodial track where you can be a certified custodian a master custodian or a train a trainer you learn to be a trainer or you can be actually be an instructor if you take all the courses in, you know, you could take it back to your school and, and train your student, your, your custodians on all these things. And instead of having everybody show, although we'd like everybody to show up, we know that's not possible. So, um, you know, one of the, some of the school districts use that, that custodial training track. Like if you're a certified custodian, you get X amount of money more per hour. If you're a master custodian, you get that much more. And um, if you're a trained trainer, then you might get some more. So there are different ways that we're trying to address some of those issues throughout the school districts, so not only to train them, but also to attract more. So, folks, I've got to tell you, because, uh, you know, hey, I am I'm the host of the podcast and I can do this. I'm going to be there for a whole day. We're going to start the day in the custodial track with uh, the Rockstar uh, program. We're going to go then into a new one that you might not have heard. It's called Getting to Wow. I'm not going to explain too much of that. you got to come to the conference and attend that session. Then we're going to have some afternoon tracks. We're going to talk about carpet and really what is hiding in the carpet and how to clean a carpet 
without chemicals and without a vacuum. And we're also going to talk about luxury vinyl floor, which is now 70% of the flooring that's going down. So I'm going to come back to challenges because from the maintenance side of it, a lot of people don't understand luxury vinyl floor. And it was at an FSPMA conference about four years ago. I met a gentleman and we got to talking about this luxury vinyl floor. He's been on the podcast now for three years. We're going to do this together. It's Sean DeVore with Mannington Mills. So, you know, that's bringing the contractor, um, I'm sorry, the manufacturer in. And we're going to be talking about what's really going on with luxury vinyl. And I think this kind of sums up what a, a conference is about, folks. When you go, don't go and keep your mouth shut. That's why we got the podcast, why we're going to be there beyond clean. We're going to be at the gym supply booth, but we're also going to be roaming around the halls. So if you see this bald headed guy with a microphone coming at you, don't run. He wants to talk. Yeah, Dave, I, I can't, I'm looking forward to the conference, looking forward to meeting you in person. And, uh, you know, you said something there about the LVT, which is, you know, it's relatively new to me. Um, I took a, I was a different part of my job uh, years ago in the school district and I was, I was responsible for, you know, replacing flooring and Mm -hmm. we used our, I was really using our uh, carpet committee that, you know, we, we send, uh, have vendors send their products in to get evaluated by the FSPMA and, School districts use that list as to what is low VOCs and whatever, but uh, to approve carpets for their schools. But mm-hmm. the LVT was is new to me, and I know that I know enough that even though it's a new floor and it looks maintenance free, that is far from the far, far from the situation. Well, no floor is maintenance free unless you don't use it. <laughs> And I don't think that's what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about the life cycle of the maintenance of that of that floor. So, you know, the life of that floor being there, what are the costs related to maintaining it? And when you look at this whole thing, we've been using VCT on the floor and the life cycle cost of maintaining VCT is astronomical. <laughs> yes, it is. And I think this is what people don't understand about LV there is a shorter life cycle maintenance cost. There's more upfront and the requirements are more day to day rather than periodic and restoration because you just don't do those. Right. If you do it right. Right. Exactly. And I think that's what a conference is all about, isn't it? Mark is learning what's going on, responding to the issues at hand. And as you've outlined uh, this morning, it's, a number of things, but I want to come back to one final thing before we close here today. What about money? I know that during COVID school districts were throwing money around like freaking crazy. Yeah. Now? Uh, I, I don't, you know, that, that remains to be seen. That that's, that's a question that I have too. I, it's going to be curious to see what they're doing. Um, it's going to be curious to see whether they see the value in, in things like changes in technology and LVT is one of them for the most part. I know it's not, you know, 
out of the box yesterday, but you know, LVT has been coming along and become, like you said, 70% of flooring going down. And that's where we're headed to, but we know there's challenges to that. So that conference, you know, again, the school districts need to understand that this is an investment in the future of your schools and your school district in sending your employees, custodians, food service workers, bus, bus operators. Well, we don't do transportation, but, you know, those are the people that, that are, you know, ground level and uh, at and ground zero, I should say, uh, as into um, getting your schools up and running and maintaining and keeping them open. So you got to realize that you're going to have to fund that sooner or later. You're going to pay, you know, pay me now or pay me later is always <laughs> the mantra. So, you know, you, you can go cheap now, but it's going to cost you in the long run. How do people find out about it, Mark? When it's too late. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. I mean, you know, people find out that, oh, I should have. And then by that time, uh, the time is over. So I think what we're saying here, folks, is come to the conference. Uh, where do they find out about it? When is it? Where is it? Let's give them some particulars here. Okay. Well, the conference is in Orlando at the Hilton at the entrance to Universal Studios. So it's, if you bring your family, um, you know, they can go enjoy the day at the Universal <laughs> Studios while you come in and learn stuff. Um, it's from, again, September 12th to the 14th. Um, the cost, you know what? I don't actually have the cost, but I think it's $125 for the four-day conference. And the hotel rooms are 149 a night. But um, the web, website is www.fspma.net. And you just go in there, click on conferences. Actually, the home page will take you right to registering. So it makes it easy. I think that's probably the last words we want to say about it, isn't it? Or is there anything yeah. else that you'd like to add? No, no. I think that's about it. So I have two questions that I ask every guest at the end of a podcast. And, and before I get into that, Mark, I want to also let everybody know that if you're listening to this and you're going, hey, wait a minute, what about our, what about our conference? Well, we are also going to be going to the Missouri School Plant Managers Association Conference the next week after the Florida Conference. So folks, keep up with us here on the podcast because we're going to be moving around and we're going to go from Florida back to Missouri. I say back to Missouri. Uh, if you don't know, folks, and you haven't listened to me over the years, I am from Missouri, spent 35 years there, so I'm going to go back to my home state and work with some of the people that... Uh, I worked with for a lot of years. It's going to be a great opportunity to do that. Two questions, Mark, for you before we end the show today. Okay. Where were you born? <laughs> I was born in uh, west, southwestern Pennsylvania, small coal mining town. And uh, that's where I spent my first 30 years of my life. 
and what is on your personal, not business-wise, but your personal bucket list for the rest of this year? Uh, personal bucket list? Well, I've actually already planned it. Um, it uh, my wife and I have our 30th anniversary coming up. Congratulations. Thank you. And we're delaying the actual date uh, till February uh, to celebrate. Uh, we're taking a uh, two and a half week vacation in San Diego and Maui. Okay. San Diego, I was ready for it, but Maui? Yes, sir. Yep. Um, what, we, what, what's, we, what's going on in Maui that, 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 that drove you there? Well, we went there on our honeymoon. Ah. so it's a return ah i thought there had to be something in there yeah, on that yeah. mark yep yeah. cool so cool we've, we've been back a couple other times but uh you know this is 30 years kind of special um sure and but we also you know we like to go there because in february is when the whales run and uh you get to if you're snorkeling, you put your head under the water and you can hear the whale singing. Wow. Um, but anyway. So, so, so folks, if, if you want to hear the whales run in Maui, go in February with Mark. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You don't want all those people with you on that, no, on that not deal. One. No. Just a couple. Just, 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 just. So, folks, we uh, love the fact that uh, you've listened to the show. There's going to be show notes um, and links so that you can reach out to Mark or to us here at Beyond Clean or the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. Uh, you know what? Be sure that uh, you show us some love and follow our main uh, podcast here at Beyond Clean or one of our syndicated channels that uh, we syndicate this out on. Please like and share that with everyone so that uh, everyone can benefit as well. You can follow us on Apple Podcast, wherever you get your Apple or your uh, podcast from. Until we speak again, make sure that your journey is healthy, positive, and always proactive. Thanks, Mark, for being on the show today. Uh, thank you for your support, Dave. We really appreciate it.